It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, it's time to dim the lights. It's time to spin those webs, put out those spooky, scary skeletons, and watch out for the hitchhiking ghost, because Halloween has arrived here at Disney On Demand. That's right, for show number 22, October is here, and we're about to kick off our not-so-scary month-long Halloween celebration. And what better way than to celebrate my favorite holiday, the time of the year where you can get spooky, scary, and have all the things that go bump in the night, than by welcoming the one and only Boogeyman himself here to Disney On Demand. That's right, Ken Page, the voice of Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Happy Hallowishes of a plethora of video games and many other places. It's going to be stopping in here at Disney On Demand. Ken, who's most notably known for playing Mr. Oogie Boogie, Jack Skellington's nemesis in Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, is going to be stopping in, talking about his entire career, voicing Oogie Boogie, singing that infamous song, and... Just how did he come up with the voice of Oogie Boogie and many other things within his extended career over the last 30 years? In addition, we have the D-Team. We cannot celebrate Halloween. We cannot go trick-or-treating. We can't have all the Halloween fun without the D-Team here this week. And once again, we have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, who's going to go into the history of Ken Page. She's going to talk about his Broadway career, playing Oogie Boogie, his numerous movie and television roles, and many other things about the one and only Ken Page. In addition, we have Jason back, and he's going to step into the vault and bring you a Blu-ray and DVD that's going to just send some chills down your spines that you're going to want to add to your collection. And we have Tony back from Disney by the Numbers with the top five things you didn't know about. In addition, we're keeping it spooky because for all of our Disney community news this week from Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Inside the Parks, the Disney Store, all kinds of merchandise, television on your home, We're going to keep it spooky and give you all the different Halloween fun tidbits and exciting news from the Mouse House this week. So there's all kinds of fun, all kinds of things that are wrapping up as we are kicking off my favorite time of the year. This past weekend, I just decorated the outside of our house with the kids, made those memories out there, decorating with the family, having some fun, going to the pumpkin patch and picking those pumpkins. And I know you're just excited to celebrate Halloween like I am. So enough of me rambling, all of you D-heads. It's my favorite time of the year. I'm excited to kick off this month-long celebration like no other. So make sure you have your heart event tickets. Stay around for the trick-or-treating, get your costumes on, and get ready for the parties because all month long, we are going to have Halloween celebrations kicking off tonight with the official kickoff of our Not-So-Scary Halloween edition shows here at Disney On Demand. So beware of those hitchhiking ghosts, and I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Ha-ha! The time has come. It is I, your host, your ghost host. Our not-so-scary Halloween party has begun. 
This magic kingdom is now prepared to celebrate my favorite time of year. For those mortals who have not paid their token fee to attend, you may do so at Ghost Relations in City Hall. Otherwise, you'll need to please leave the magic kingdom at this time. And remember, beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs>
my story is about a magical place where many different sorts of creatures live together in peace. Like Cleveland? I hear they have a nice school district. Well, actually, the place I'm speaking of is called Halloween Town. And the residents are a bit more exotic. Monsters, goblins, ghosts and vampires, gnomes and skeletons. Do they have dibbics and banshees there, too? By the dozens. And, of course, a few very fine witches. I don't like witches. They're mean and scary. Oh, no, 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 sweetheart. I mean, they're just like everyone else. Some are kind, some are mean. That's the way they use their magic. You can't tell what's in a monster's heart just by looking at them. I mean, sometimes some of the slimiest, squanchiest, ugliest little monsters turn out to be the nicest. I want to go there. <laughs> to the haunted mansion you're invited for a Halloween party. I'm so excited. Mickey and Minnie are waiting at the gate. They need your help to decorate. So come on, come on, come on, join in. The Halloween party is about to begin. Come on, come on, join in. The Halloween party's about to begin. The haunted mansion's a haunted house. Halloween's fun with Mickey Mouse. Listen up, you goblins and ghouls. Dress up and have fun. And those are the rules. You can trick or treat with a skeleton. Make no bones about it, it's fun. <laughs> Tremaine, Maleficent, the Evil Queen and Hag, Cruella DeVille, and Mary Poppins on Disney On Demand. Oh, I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, 
as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. And let's all stay together, please. There are several prominent ghosts who have retired here from creepy old crypts all over the world. Actually, we have 999 happy haunts here. But there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? Hmm? <laughs> if you insist on lagging behind, you may not need to volunteer. And now, a carriage approaches to take you into the boundless realm of the supernatural. Take your loved ones by the hand, please, and kindly watch your step. Alright, all of you D-heads, so I hope you're just enjoying Halloween's official kickoff here at Disney On Demand with our not-so-scary Halloween editions. And we're going to be doing this all month long, and I am just, you know, have chills down my spine. I am super psyched. Mr. Oogie Boogie Ken Page is going to be stopping in here very shortly to partake in all the festivities and all the fun. And, you know, what better way to kick off Halloween than having the Boogeyman stopping in at the show? So I'm pretty psyched about that. And, you know, it's just this is my favorite time of the year. And I hope you're going to be able to tell with the way this show is slightly different all month long. We're going to keep it fun, unique, and something different to add that little spark, that little special Halloween Disney magic into your lives every week. So before we get into the rest of the show, Mr. Oogie Boogie stopping in and all kinds of fun, we have some spooky Halloween news for the Disney community to kick off here this week. So let's just jump right into it. The new 2012 Disney gift card designs. Yes, all new for 2012 with Halloween here. It is time for the new not-so-scary Halloween-themed Disney gift cards. Now, there are all new gift cards that you can get at for the Disney store, down at Downtown Disney, and the gift cards that you can usually use at a variety of different Disney places. And there's a variety of different Halloween-themed gift cards once again. And this year... Mickey and Minnie are given it the head start. They have Mickey and Minnie Halloween fun, and it shows Mickey dressed up as a pirate, Minnie flying around as a bumblebee, and a lot of different uh, swashbuckling essence to this gift card. They also have a Monsters, Inc. gift card and a Monster Cars mash design with some of our favorite Cars characters in classic Halloween costumes. Now, if you're like me, I love to collect these things. These are the kind of cards where I put money on it just so I can go spend the money and keep the card in the drawer it's just something i love to do um you know i keep them every year i keep a collection whether it's for christmas halloween and now the new halloween themed ones are out now these are limited designs they're limited quantities so you got to get them while the season is upon us and if you want to get these new halloween style designs add them to your collection maybe be like me and be a bit of a disney geek and hoarder and and collect these cards you can get them online and just purchase a gift card and select the halloween edition Now, moving right along with all the spooky merchandise and all the Halloween things that go bump in the night, how about the all-new Haunted Mansion Vinylmation series? Now, if you're a fan of Vinylmation, this definitely is going to spark your interest. And if you're not, this might just bring you into the Vinylmation. Yes, the Haunted Mansion characters are brand new to the series, and this is coming right now. Right now for the Vinylmation series, these are, I mean, literally... These are designs that I have not seen before. They are the translucent hitchhiking ghosts. Yes, all three hitchhiking ghosts 
in the series right there for the Vinylmation series. You can get Master Gracie. You can also get Madame Leota. You can get The Bride in the Attic. And here is my little favorite tidbit. You can even get the Hatbox Ghost as well as a variety of the different ghosts that you see in the cemetery found within the Haunted Mansion. Now these are brand new as part of the Vinylmation series for a limited time. So if you want to get them, they are in the parks right now. You can probably get them online if you search hard enough. These things are awesome, and they were created from the Disney Design Group with artist Casey Jones at the helm, hand-selecting which characters to do. And might I add, I mean, seriously, the hitchhiking ghosts are phenomenal. I mean, I'm not a big Vinylmation fan. I mean, I'll admit it right here. I am not a Vinylmation fan, but this new series for the Haunted Mansion is phenomenal. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. It is definitely one that I want to add to my collection. You can check it out online. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it's worthwhile. It's it's definitely worthwhile adding to your collection. Now, since we're talking about Halloween and keeping it spooky and moving on uh, from the Vinylmation series, but keeping it park-related, how about the Diz Photo A Day app? And that's the Diz Photo A Day app. Many of you have seen I post a lot of the photos that are part of that application. Well, this week, they officially launched their brand-new app, All Disney Halloween Related. Yes, you're going to be able to get the Disney Halloween Photo A Day app. Now, this is all new from the same people who bring you Diz Photo A Day with brilliantly done photographs throughout the parks and all the different seasons and capturing little bits of nuances and uh, statues and rides and attractions. Well, now they have done that for Halloween. They have gone ahead and they are going to capture the essence of all the parks during our favorite time of the year. Now this is a free download if you already purchased the application, so you definitely want to get it. It is the Diz Photo A Day Halloween app. Definitely worth checking out. I've already posted a few pictures about it online, on our Facebook page, in a variety of different places, so definitely check it out. I have to say, if you want that little extra spark of Disney magic, sometimes you can just fire up your iPhones, fire up your Droid, and Just look at a great picture. Look at a variety of different pictures from the parks, and it brings that little smile to your face, and now we can do it for the month of October. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So continuing on with the parks and all the different things that are Halloween-related, how about the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? Now, that's one of the hard-ticket events that everybody loves to go to. Now, might I add, I'm going to put this out there right away before I go into the news, if you are attending the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we're looking for you to cover it this year. Sad to say, I am unable to get to the party this year, and we're looking for somebody to cover it here at Disney On Demand. So if you're out there, you want to be a roving reporter for us here at Disney On Demand, definitely contact us, let us know, and email us, DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U, at A-T-T dot net. Definitely shoot us an email, drop us a line, and let us know that you want to be part of the show here at Disney On Demand and cover the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Now, with that said, this Halloween party is always a fun event. Everybody loves it from the villains mix and mingle. Happy Hallowishes. The Mickey's Booty You Parade, might I add, is one of my favorites. Probably the best Magic Kingdom parade that even exists. Well, now they also kicked off for this year, Calling All Monsters. And this is the new pre-parade street jam for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Now, with the Halloween season upon us at Walt Disney World, all the decorations are out, all the fall festivities are out. People have already attended the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party throughout the month of September. Well, now they revealed an all-new street jam that's going to be part of the party this year, inviting guests to learn a brand new dance. Yes, this is a spooky hip-hop and thriller-inspired dance routine that's set to the Disney Channel star song, 
Calling All Monsters from Girlverse Monster, which we talked about here last week here at Disney On Demand, the all-new Disney Channel movie that is coming out. Now, this is a brand new dance. They're going to get people interactive, pull them out of the crowds, teach them to dance, have the song going. Now, of course, it is a great promo for their new movie coming out on the Disney Channel, which we know that's the real reason behind it. But it is a fun way to get guests to interact, have some fun, just get out of their seat instead of waiting for 30 minutes for a parade to start. So this is the all-new Calling All the Monsters Street Jam Pre-Party. Now, if you had a chance to experience this, let us know what it was like. Was it fun? Uh, How was the dance? How hard was it? You can catch a couple of the videos online from Inside the Magic and other great podcasts out there that cover the park. So it does look fun. It looks very interactive. And I hope that they continue on with it even next year with a different song, maybe a different promotion. Who knows? But this is brand new for this year. So if you are attending the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Definitely line up for the parade in advance and partake in all the fun with Calling All the Monsters pre-parade street jam. Now in keeping it spooky, keeping it scary, we have the one and only Oogie Boogie, Ken Page, stopping in here at the show very shortly. How about Jack Skellington and Sally? Right now, all month long, you're going to be able to meet Jack Skellington and Sally in downtown Disney. And this past weekend, it officially kicked off, and the lines were out the door. It was crazy in terms of the madness of all the people that wanted to meet Jack and Sally. Now, of course, they were there in preparation for the all-new Frankenweenie screening that did take place. Yes, the remake of Tim Burton's classic film from the 80s, now made into a stop-motion animated feature that's going to hit the screen. Well, now you can meet greet jack skellington and sally in downtown disney so definitely check it out you can meet the one and only bone man himself pushing along let's get out of the parks for a while for the halloween presents because not everybody can make it to the parks that's an important factor some people love many other things other than the parks and many different ways that we can celebrate halloween keep it spooky and have some fun within the disney community and how about all the different disney goodies that are your favorite Halloween Disney moments on television, in the movies, trick-or-treating, and more. So first, before I jump into some of that, I want you to give us your best Halloween Disney memory, whether that's trick-or-treating, attending the not-so-scary Halloween party, watching that best Disney special on TV or a Disney Channel movie, whatever it may be, we want you to call it in using the Magical Memories hotline. Now there you can find that at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Leave us your Magical Memory right there. You can hear it here on the show next week as we continue with our Halloween celebration here. If you do leave us that message, you're going to get a little bit of a goodie package. So get ready to get some extra special treats, some tricks, and some Diz Radio fun as we're going to give you some swag for calling in and leaving your magical memory. Now, keeping with that, there's a variety of different Halloween, Disney television specials, movies, and more that we all have grown up with way before they had the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and items like that at the parks. How about all the different Disney Halloween movies? Now, there's some fantastic ones. Of course, favorites from my childhood growing up was Disney's Halloween Treat. Yes, on the wonderful world of Disney, you had Disney's Halloween Treat which was a compilation of a variety of different, uh, I guess, spooky witches, warlocks, um, you know, Chernabog, just some great Halloween fun. There's also the Mickey's House of Villains, which my kids personally love. You have Hocus Pocus, the cult classic from the 90s. There's the Haunted Mansion, which some people still are raving that they hate, but 
there is no denying it still is a family fun movie. So get past the Eddie Murphy, get past being a purist, and just enjoy it for what it is. So you have the Haunted Mansion. There's also the Haunted Mansion Mouse Works special. Now this was a special that was part of the Mickey Mouse Works with Phyllis Diller hosting as part of some spooky fun from the Haunted Mansion. There's the Osmonds. Yes, when the Osmonds hit up Disneyland and toured behind the scenes, of the Haunted Mansion. There's also many House of Mouse episodes, one of which, which is Hades Halloween and Pete's Trick-or-Treat Halloween Fun. You have Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity, might I add some of my favorite Disney Channel movies from the 80s. There's also The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. You can't go wrong with Bean Crosby singing and telling that story of that delightful school teacher and the Headless Horseman. Now let's not forget some of the newer classics on the Disney Channel over the last couple of years in the entire Halloween Town series. With Halloween Town, Return to Halloween Town, Halloween Town High, Halloween Town Part 2. Yeah, that's a lot of saying that word over and over again. But those are fantastic films. They were fun. They're, your kids can watch them and just have that little bit of Halloween spirit within it. There's also Twitches with Tia and Tamara. And coming up very soon this month is Girl vs. Monster, which we talked about last week here at the show. So there's a lot of great Disney Halloween treats out there that everybody can get your hands on and have some fun. You can catch a lot of these online or you can also purchase the DVDs. There's a lot of fun Halloween ways to get involved as part of Disney. And might I add, I totally forgot this one until right now, the Happy Haunting Disney Sing-Along DVD. Now this is one that every child loves. Um, I passed it down to my children and it is the sing-along with spooky songs, the characters, and uh, you know what, I'm not going to spoil it for you. It is just definitely the best 30 minutes that a kid is going to probably ask you to play that DVD over and over and over. Now getting back to Disney merchandise for Halloween once again, I'm just going to keep it pretty brief. I'm not going to describe everything, but the 2012 Halloween merchandise is available. You can get a variety of it in the parks down Main Street, USA. You can also catch it online at DisneyStore.com. Now, they have a variety of brand new t-shirts that you're going to find with the hitchhiking ghosts on it that say Halloween 2012. I love this one. It even has the hatbox ghost on it. It has the hitchhiking ghost. There's also some webbed t-shirts, some spooky Halloween fun with Minnie and Mickey and everybody dressed up, you know, in their typical Halloween swag. There's also your pumpkins, your suckers, your candy dishes, your Haunted Mansion flair, and new this year is the Madame Leota in a glass ball. Now, this is the light-up LED-lit Madame Leota in a glass ball. So now you can have Madame Leota sitting right there on your shelf at home. So there's a variety of different new merchandise for this year. I mean, there's some really cool things, including the Haunted Mansion Tombstone set. Now, these are three tombstones at four inches high. Now, these are brand new, and they replicate the tombstones that you see in the queue while you're waiting to get into the Haunted Mansion. There's also the Happy Halloween Countdown Calendar featuring Mickey and Minnie. Now, I love this one. It has the wooden blocks that you take out. You count down the days to Halloween every single day starting with 13 days so this is a great way to just count down and have some spooky fun as well now there's also a variety of hitchhiking ghosts and madame leota lollipops now come on it's a circle fits in perfectly so there's a variety of great products for halloween 2012 you can check it out at disneystore.com you can also find it inside the parks everything is pretty reasonably priced i mean everything is pretty much 30 bucks and under so it's a really great value it's easy to get just i know i've already ordered more than i should that should be at my doorstep sometime this week when everybody else was psyched up getting that iphone 5 i was just doing some halloween shopping for the disney parks 
check it out. You can find pictures online. Go to DisneyStore.com to check it out online and add that little bit of Halloween magic into your home. So all of you D-heads, I've been rambling for quite some time here, so you know what? I'm going to let you go, let you take a break, continue on with the not-so-scary Halloween festivities as we gear up for the one and only Oogie Boogie, stopping in here very shortly at Disney On Demand. I am excited, I'm ecstatic to have the Boogeyman here. I love Nightmare Before Christmas, far before it was trendy. Back when it came out in theaters, I saw that movie so many times it was ridiculous. Now it has such a huge cult fan following that, you know, it is synonymous with Disney inside the parks. Everybody knows Jack Skellington. It is just, you know, a signature of Halloween. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those films that I love. I have great memories of it. And now having Oogie Boogie stopping in here at the show, I'm just stoked for that one. And also, what better way to kick off Halloween? I mean, come on, he's the boogeyman. So, all of you D-heads, I'm going to release the reins. We have some of the D-team waiting in the wings. You know, we're going to dust the cobwebs off, get Tony here for you, and all kinds of Disney Halloween spooky fun as we continue on with our month-long celebration, the not-so-scary Halloween edition. Be right back, all of you D-heads. superstitious Ichabod Crane. Now gather round while I elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late. Along about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes, and some with fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin, and some don't even bother to wear their skin. I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on in the night. Have a midnight jamboree They break it up with fiendish glee Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed Is the headless horseman, he's the worst When he goes a-jogging across the land Holding his noggin in his hand Demons take one look and groan And hit the road for parts unknown There's no rat like a spook that's burned They don't like him and he's really burned Swears to the longest day he's dead he shows them that he can get ahead Oh, close all the windows and lock the doors Unless you're careful, he'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause he'll flip your top if it'll fit And he likes them little, likes them big Part in the middle or a wig Black or white or even red The headless horseman needs a head With a hip, hip and clippity-clop He's out looking for a head to chop So don't stop to figure out a plan You can't reason with a headless man. Their construction should be exceedingly simple, I think. How horrible our Christmas will be. No! How jolly! Oh! How jolly our Christmas will be. What are you doing here? Jack sent for us. Specifically. By name. Luck. Shock. Barrel. Jack. Jack. It's Boogie's Boys. Ah, Halloween's finest trick or treaters. The job I have for you is top secret. 
It requires craft, cunning, mischief. And we thought you didn't like us, Jack. <laughs> Absolutely no one is to know about it, not a soul. Now. And one more thing. Leave that no-account oogie-boogie out of this! Whatever you say, Jack. Of course, Jack. Wouldn't dream of it, Jack. <laughs> I'm Tony Casanova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com, here with this week's top five things you did not know about Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Number five, 23,000 gallons of paint were used at this resort, which is typically enough to fill a backyard swimming pool. Number four, 2,500 sculpted figures can be found at the Art of Animation Resort. Number three, 77 animation sketches from the four films were used in the lobby chandelier. And if you look carefully, one is even signed by John Lasseter. Number two, 227 linear feet of carpeting was used at the resort, which is enough to stretch from downtown Orlando to the Kennedy Space Center. And the number one thing you did not know about the Art of Animation Resort 310,000 gallons of water is used to fill the Nemo pool, which is called Big Blue, at the Disney Art of Animation Resort. 
It's the largest swimming pool at WDW and even has an underwater speaker system. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. of England, there's a legend people tell of days long ago when the great scarecrow would ride from the jaws of hell and laugh <laughs> with a fiendish yell. With his clothes all torn and tattered, through the black of night he'd ride. From the marsh to the coast like a demon ghost, he'd rob the rich, then hide, and he'd laugh <laughs> till he stood his side. Scarecrow. Soldiers of the king feared his name. Scarecrow, scarecrow, the country folk all loved him just the same. Scarecrow, he would always help the farmer when there was no gold to bring. He'd find a way for the poor to pay the taxes of the king. Scarecrow. Every man would sing So the king told all his soldiers Hang him high or hang him low But never return till the day I learn He's gone in flames below Or you'll hang With the great scarecrow 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 Scarecrow, scarecrow. The soldiers of the king feared his name Scarecrow The following presentation will demonstrate how to haunt the living. But before we begin, one must be... Not living. The fine specimen observed here is commonly known as a ghost. Ghost? Where? Why, you, my friend. Me? Yes, you have just joined the ranks of the supernatural. Oh, that explains what all that racket was out there. <laughs> hey, I'm not ready to be dearly deported. Don't you worry. It's only temporary. Just long enough for you to demonstrate how to haunt a house. Step one, choose a house to haunt. Finding the right house is all about location, location, location. And what better place to look than the classified ads? Ooh, let's see here. Creaking hardwood floors, fog and shrouded breakfast nook, and formal dying room. <laughs> Perfect! Oh, haunt and I will go. Haunt and I will go. I hold the Mario. Ooh. Oh, haunt and I will go. Step two. Selecting a hauntee. Haunty number one is a likable mouse and popular American icon. 
Oh, gosh, I'm scared. Party number two is a cow who's a real mover and shaker. I'm scared, too. And finally, haughty number three is a hot-headed duck who's a real quack-up. I know who I'm gonna pick on. Huh? Step three, being creepy. Hi, everybody. This is Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. So I'm back once again. I hope you're not getting too scared in this Halloween edition here at Disney On Demand. We have a variety of shows like this that are going to be taking place all month long. So I hope you're enjoying it and definitely give us your feedback. If you are enjoying these special Halloween editions, please drop us an email, spread the word, let everybody know. We're trying to keep it fun and something different and unique here at Disney On Demand. So if you do like it, please drop us a line and also... Definitely, it would help if you left us a review in iTunes. Definitely spread the word. Give us some kind words. It truly is appreciated for all of you D-heads out there that are listening. So definitely, you know, just spread the word. If you do like the show, 
It's the best way to help us out is just tell others about it. So in keeping with all the Halloween festivities, we have all the spookiness and all the fun. I hope you're enjoying all the different movies and clips and all the scary things that make all the Disney Halloween magic happen. So before we let more of the D-team into the Haunted Mansion here this week, and we have Oogie Boogie stopping in shortly, there's a couple little bit of tidbits of news that I didn't hit up before I let you go before. And let's talk about the Disneyland Resort. Everybody talks about Walt Disney World, but what about Disneyland? Now, Disneyland has now opened its Haunted Carnival. That's right, there's a brand new carnival this year. Yes, you have Billy Hill and the Hillbillies as they channel Charlie Daniels in their Halloween show in the Disneyland Park. Now, the Bluegrass Band takes stage six times a night during the Halloween Carnival at Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree. Now, the carnival is brand new this year, and it opened this last Friday and is going to run through October 31st. Now, in this 15-minute set, the band plays cheerful Disney songs such as Zippity-Doo-Dah, Small World, in minor keys with screeching fiddles like The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Now, this is a prelude, of course, to performing the song itself. Now, the set begins with the musicians and the band leading Goofy and Donald and a willing audience of members in a parade around the amphitheater. Now, there's a lot more to see and do in the carnival area, especially for little kids. There's also pumpkin carving demonstrations, a ring toss with witches' hats, a wheel of fortune, and Halloween masks that you can color and take home. Now, this is taking place in the back of the amphitheater, and there's a tent where Disney villains such as Captain Hook and Cruella DeVille are going to be there to pose for photos. Now, the Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree is between Fantasyland and Frontierland, and the stage is behind the petting zoo, where the goats are wearing Halloween bandanas all around their necks all month long. Now, this is brand new for 2012, and it's the Haunted Carnival taking place all day long. This isn't just a nighttime festivity. It is definitely going to be fun, so you definitely want to check it out, and this is taking place in the Disneyland Resort for 2012. Now, in non-spooky news, I know I've been trying to keep everything spooky and scary. There's a couple of things, of course, that I know many of you know about, but just to remind everybody out there, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is taking place right now. It is running from September 28th all the way through November 12th. Now, this is a food and wine lover's paradise at Epcot with the 17th annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival that is taking place. Now, you can go through all of your different palettes of foods, every single country, sample a variety of different fantastic foods, sampler plates, appetizers, and more, including a just plethora of delicious tasting wines. And this is taking place at Epcot until November 12th. Epcot, I do have to mention, of course, October 1st. Yes, not only is it the Halloween kickoff, but as many people know, it was the official 30th anniversary of Epcot Center. Yes, I will add the center after it. The 30th anniversary of Epcot. Many people were out at the Epcot event that was taking place. And I have always been a fan of Epcot. I think they're going to do some great things in the upcoming years and retooling it, adding new things, and really making Epcot just this awesome place once again. So I am stoked for that. And it was the 30th anniversary, so happy birthday to you, Epcot. I remember just back in those days when there was a lot of fun different rides, attractions, and many new things as it was cutting edge on technology. It was a place to learn, a place to grow, and I just really love it, and I still love Epcot to this day. So who would have thought 30 years have already gone past? I remember going there the opening year in 1982 when I was six years old. I was so excited. It was just, I mean, seriously, I was just, there was so much energy. I was so excited, and I remember riding Spaceship Earth. For that first time and I was just in awe and fell in love with Epcot. So that happened this last week, October 1st, Epcot's 30th anniversary. Happy birthday to you, Epcot. 
So all of you D-heads, we're keeping things spooky. We have all kinds of scary things. We have Ken Page waiting here on the line, right off to the side, just waiting for me to transfer him over. Mr. Oogie Boogie himself. We have more from the D-team. Yes, we have... Yes, we have Jason and Lexi stopping in yet, and Lexi's going to stop in and give us a little bit of a history about the one and only Ken Page before uh, you hear me chit-chatting it with Mr. Oogie Boogie himself in just a couple of minutes. So we have all kinds of fun. We're going to keep it spooky. We're going to keep it scary. We want you to pick up some hitchhiking ghosts, maybe go into a room with some stretching portraits, and just get your Halloween groove on because it is our Disney Halloween treat to you as we're going to have our month-long Halloween celebration. So, all of you D-heads, I'll stop my rambling. I gotta save my voice in case I need to scream, squeal, and cower in a corner as I talk to the boogeyman. So, I'm gonna take a bite here of my homemade Dole Whip, refresh myself. I'm gonna release the reins here to the D-team member from Down Under Lexi. And when I come back after some more Halloween fun, we're gonna have the boogeyman upon us. So, you better get ready. You better squeeze onto that blankie, your special something, because it's about to get scary here at Disney On Demand. Be right back, all you D-heads. When I was a little kid, I never liked to eat. Mom would put things on my plate and I'd dump them on her feet. But then one day she made this soup and I ate it all in bed. I asked her what she put in it, and this is what she said. Chicken whips and lizard hips and alligator eyes. Monkey legs and buzzer legs and salamander thighs. Rabbit ears and camel ears and tasty toenail pies. Stir them all together, and it's mama's soup surprise. the bathroom and I stood beside the sink. I said I'm feeling slightly ill and I think I'd like a drink. Mama said I'm just the thing who will get it in a week. It's full of lots of protein and vitamins I think. It was chicken lips and lizard hips and Some for you and you and you. Bon appetit! Yeah! Yummy! <laughs> Worse, there's lots left. Don't you want dessert? Something new is waiting for you at Disneyland. It looks rather innocent. Just a big old mansion. But there's a twist. You see, this mansion is haunted. <laughs> Greetings, curious mortals. I am your ghost host at the Disneyland Haunted Mansion. Why not make final arrangements to join us soon? <laughs> 
Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. in for a treat this week. Just kicking off our month-long Halloween celebration with a very Disney twist. I have to say, I'm pretty excited. Especially since, here in Australia, Halloween isn't quite the celebration it is in the US. So I'm pretty lucky to get to join in the fun. This week's special guest is one of a kind, the incredibly talented and hilarious Ken Page. Now, I admit, Nightmare Before Christmas is one Disney film that gives me the creeps. But it's supposed to, though. That's the point of the whole thing. The animation is fantastic. The story is spine-tinglingly great. And the voice work is amazing. Well, what else would we expect from Disney? Nightmare Before Christmas seems to have that extra special touch, especially with the voice work because the range of characters go from ghoulish, oogie-boogie, to the innocent Santa Claus. I suppose it just lets your imagination run wild, especially as a small child. Now, the voice of oogie-boogie is definitely one that sticks with the child for years to come. He is creepy, commanding, and to be honest, there is no one else quite like him. Imagine arriving at the studio 
and being instructed to play a character who is from children's worst nightmares. A green, slimy, and sluggish boogie monster who is vindictive enough to threaten Santa. Ken Page took to that challenge with an incredible sense of theatrical flair. Oogie Boogie really comes to life with his deep, sinister, and untrustworthy tones. Ken was definitely prepared for the task of bringing Oogie Boogie to life, as it's not just in the original Nightmare Before Christmas that Ken's voice sets the eerie scene. He regularly reprises his role as Oogie Boogie in so many other Disney productions, including the fireworks display at Hallow Wishes in Walt Disney World, Halloween Screams at Disneyland, and The Haunted Holiday, which is also at Disneyland. And we also see Ken's voice in a range of video games, including The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Pumpkin King, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge. Oogie Boogie really represents Disney magic at its darkest. So that makes Ken the only actor to have played the evil Oogie Boogie in any official spin-off. As a professional cabaret singer and longtime actor from St. Louis, he sure knows how to work energy and charisma into such a unique character. His voice is nothing short of perfection. You probably recognize him from his central role in Broadway's long-running musical Cats. Broadway is Ken's home. Ken has starred in so many musicals, including The Wiz, which was actually his debut performance, and Guys and Dolls. I wish I could have seen him as Nicely Nicely Johnson. For me, Nicely is the character that brings the most humour and warmth to the play. Ken's career has been so colourful and filled with amazing performances and memorable characters. Even more incredible, Ken's portrayal of Walla in the musical Ain't Misbehavin' won him a Drama Desk Award. That is very prestigious indeed. Disney sure was lucky to have Ken as part of their now classic hit. Broadway took Ken all around the world, with sellout performances even on the West End. It's not just on stage that Ken shines though, as he played crucial roles in All Dogs Go to Heaven and Torch Song Trilogy, as well as Dreamgirls. Imagine getting to play against Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce Knowles. Wow, that must have been such a thrilling experience. D-heads might also recognise Ken from TV appearances, including roles on shows like Charmed and Touched by an Angel, as well as a range of other TV movies and specials. Showing just how versatile and talented this member of the Disney family is, Ken has developed and performed a one-man show called Page by Page, which received very high accolades and wild applause, I'm sure. Disney as we know it would definitely not be the same without the ghoulish and sinister voice of Oogie Boogie. Ken Page, thank you so much for all your hard work that you put into creating Oogie Boogie. We just love to hate that green boogie monster, but all have nothing but love for Mr. Ken Page.
ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Oh, I'm feeling weak with hunger. One more roll of the dice ought to do it. <laughs> What? Snake eyes? Eleven! <laughs> Looks like I won the jackpot. Bye-bye, doll face. And Sandman. <laughs> What the... Hello, Oogie. Jack, but they said you were dead. You must be... Double dead! Oh. <laughs> It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we're kicking off the Halloween season, it's uh, Mickey's getting not so scary right now, and, and many people may, I guess, uh, be in the haunting mood. So what better way to kick off the festivities, the Halloween holidays, and all the fun here at the show by introducing the one and only Oogie Boogie Man himself. We have Ken Page with us here this week. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is our pleasure having you on. Let me say, um, you know, I don't know if we should be frightened or uh, joyful for Halloween having uh, the Boogeyman on the show. <laughs> Both, of course. <laughs> well, well, listen, I can tell you Halloween uh, since childhood is my favorite holiday. And this time of year, fall, is my favorite time of year. So it, it was very befitting that uh, Oogie Boogie fell into my path along the way. <laughs> it is definitely my favorite holiday as well. There's just something, uh, you know, especially, you know, I'm in, in, in Wisconsin. So, you know, the, the fall, the cool air, the leaves changing colors. Exactly. You get the full effect, right? Definitely. Now, when it comes to, I guess, your career, I guess, let's just uh, rewind for any of our listeners out there that aren't familiar with, uh, you know, the one and only Ken Page. Now, you know, you are, uh, you know, you're based out of St. Louis. And, you know, you've done a variety of, uh, I guess, different things throughout your entire career and started as a cabaret singer. Uh, I guess, uh, how did that all come to be and, you know, lead you down the path? Well, to tell you the truth, that isn't exactly the order. I did my cabaret act after my first Broadway uh, show, which was Guys and Dolls in New York. 
and a revival, an all-black revival, in which I played nicely, nicely, Johnson. And uh, someone, uh, I had done an article for People magazine, and in it I said that I wanted to do some sort of a club act, as we called them in those days, or cabaret. And someone actually called me from a club in New York called Big Julie's, if you can believe. And Big Julie was one of the characters in Guys and Dolls, so go figure, right? <laughs> but at any rate, they called me and offered me um, a booking at their club on the east side of New York. And that's how I actually started doing the cabaret, and I put it together, and all the wonderful people that helped put Guys and Dolls together, Billy Wilson, our director, staged my show, and Danny Holgate, our musical uh, supervisor, um, worked on the music for me, and um, one of my best friends, who still is, Helen Kelzer, was one of my backup singers, and she was Adelaide Understudy. So it was a family affair. Bernard Johnson did my costumes, and he had done the costumes for guys and dolls so they all just sort of cobbled an act together for me and believe it or not at the age of 21 i would do um a performance of guys and dolls <clears throat> and i was fortunate enough that today you rock the boat was a big hit so i would do two and three and up four sometime encores at night and then i would go over to big julie's and do an hour and a half or so of my club act and i look back on that and i think my God, I could only have been 21. There's no, way, <laughs> there's no way possible that I could do something like that now. But um, so anyway, that's how I started in the cabaret, and that was my first Broadway show. Now, when it comes to you know doing Broadway and all that kind of fun stuff, um, I guess was singing something that you just uh, discovered early on that you really enjoyed doing, and uh, just belting out the notes and you know carrying a tune and just uh, you know something that came naturally. Well, I I would say it came naturally in that I guess I, I had a gift, um, but I started singing um, in terms of being under training, if you will, uh, in the fourth grade. I started singing in choruses and different things like that, and by the time I got into high school, I was taking um, individual voice lessons and continued that through the rest of my life, basically. So when I started singing, I was very, very young, and I think the first thing I ever sang was in kindergarten. I sang Easter Parade <laughs> some kind of little thing we did. But um, it came naturally to me, but I also was trained throughout my uh, young years. Uh, so I would say that, you know, and it, it, it if you start training that early, uh, it becomes second nature to you. And it's hard for me now to remember what it was like before I trained. For me, it was almost an issue of unlearning some of my training for some of the sorts of roles that I had to do because you you train a certain way and it tells you how to use your voice certain ways that are the basic, proper way to sing. But a lot of roles, you have to find the technique to sing roles the way they need to be sung and still not hurt your voice. But you can't always sing. It's like an opera singing blues, opera singer singing a blues song. It just kind of doesn't really work <laughs> unless they let go of some of the training of opera and, and commit to the idiom of the song. So for me, it was a matter of, um, I won't say unlearning, that might be too strong, but I would say it was a matter of curtailing my training to fit the music that I was required to sing later on. Okay, and you know, I guess with that too, I mean, it's been very, uh, it, it really sparked a really well-rounded career for you, and I guess I, I would be uh, blindsided by not telling anybody this, and you know, anyone that is a fan of yours, I guess they also know that, you know, you're part of the Broadway and the video uh, version of Cats, and you know, that went on for so many years, it has such a following even to this day. Um, how was it to be part of, uh, you know, such an, I guess, epic show that... Is just one that has gone down in history. 
Well, you know, as you get on this end of it, it, it really, I look back, and it's, it was amazing when we did it originally. I mean, we opened the show on Broadway. It was quite the uh, event, because I think um, shows like A Chorus Line and um, even Evita uh, were big hits, certainly. And Evita had come from London, so it began a bit of the idea of the international musical. <clears throat> Excuse me, but Cats, by the time Cats came along, of course, it had started in London as well. And by the time it came along, um, it was a huge, huge uh, affair before it ever opened on Broadway. So when they said the show was going to open on Broadway, it garnered a lot of uh, widespread media attention, which is there, which at the time was, was less the issue and less the case uh, in a Broadway show. Chorus Line got that after it opened, but Cats had it before we opened. And then when it opened, it just doubled, you know. So it was quite a, an experience to be in it at the beginning. And as the years went on, and I, I did it for about a year and a half, Betty did it, Betty Buckley did it for about a year, and I stayed a little over a year, and I stayed about a year and a half. Um, it was amazing. The whole um, experience was something you, you're lucky if you ever experience it once in a lifetime to that degree. And I've had down through the years now later on, I've done the show. Fortunately, I'm one of the actors who in the show has sort of, from the original cast, has grown into the role. I was 27 when I played old Deuteronomy. Now I am old Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, I can still sing it, so I'm able to do the show on occasion. And the, the joy of it for me has been watching the generations that have been influenced by that property and that show come along and do it all the years later. I've done the show for the last two or three times, two two or three times, yeah, most of the cast in the show, other than maybe one or two of the other quote-unquote older characters, were not born when we did the show on Broadway. So it's, it's quite an experience to walk into a room and there are all these 21-year-olds and 23-year-olds and 24-year-olds and so forth, and none of them, while they love the show dearly because of the video, they've gotten to experience it, but they were not alive when the show was done on Broadway. So I've truly become this sort of patriarchal figure whenever I do Cats. My work is partially done for me by the time I walk through the door. Uh, but it's a very, very special um, uh, thing to have in your in your career and, and the way it continues to play out and watching young people, like I said, do it and, and knowing that they are as happy to do it as we were in the beginning. And of course, with the video being done, I think it was 97, it certainly gave many of us who did it the opportunity to put it there, as they said, now and forever. And the cast was made up of people from all over. A bulk of them were from London. But myself and uh, Jacob Brett and Michael Gruber came over from the U.S. And there was one girl from Belgium and so on and so forth. So it was it was the hand-picked cast for the video version of it. And, of course, Elaine Page, who was the original Grisabella in London, joined us. And the great um, John Mills was our Gus, the theater cat. So, again, he was the authentic old theater cat. You know, it really was beautiful. So, you know, when you, you have something like that happen, and I've been lucky in theater often, it happens more now that we're able to film things and tape things. It's beginning to happen more and more. But when we did Cats, it was, again, uh, not the norm that we were um, uh, able to film it and have it be there forever. 
Right. I feel pretty lucky in the whole experience, actually. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, too, that, you know, there hasn't been a person that I've talked to, you know, and I love Broadway shows, and I love musicals, and uh, many things that, uh, you know, just... It's just uh, there's something about live theater that you just do not get somewhere else, especially with, you know, show tunes and there's this energy. And Cats is one of those that I believe that every person I talk to, even if they haven't seen it, they know of it. So it has definitely made a mark. Absolutely. That's what I mean. It became part of the cultural lexicon. I mean, when they made, I remember the, the play Six Degrees of Separation and part of the central plot was that the young man who was deceiving everybody told them that his father had worked on Cats and that they were going to do a film. And because they knew him, he might be able to get them apart in Cats, the film musical. And when I went to see the show, I sat there, I thought, that's amazing that a musical has made its way all the way into the consciousness that someone could quote it in another play and everyone would know what they're talking about. Definitely. You know, and it's one of those things where it, it is a cult classic. And I guess segging away from one cult classic to the silver screen cult classic, I know many of our listeners are waiting for me to hit upon it. So we might as well jump right into The Nightmare Before Christmas, which, you know, fantastic film. Um, when it originally got released, people just really didn't, uh, I guess it, they didn't know what to make of it at first. And now it has such a huge cult following. It's in the Disney parks, it's in the parades, there's merchandise everywhere. I guess going back to, you know, the voice of Oogie Boogie and the entire script for this, uh, how were you approached with it and what was your initial reaction? Well, my lawyer, believe it or not, was the person that connected me to it because Danny Elfman was looking for someone who could do sort of, as far as the vocal in terms of the song, he wanted someone who was Fats Waller or Cap Calloway, Cap Calloway-esque. And my lawyer said, well, look no further, my client is that person, you know. And they had me come to San Francisco at Skellington Productions, where they were working on it. To tell you the truth, I don't remember how I ended up, I didn't know that I was going to do all the voicing. I thought I was just going to sing the musical song. Because at the same time, I had done uh, sort of an audition tape to do the singing voice of Mustafa, Mufasa, I always say Mustafa, Mufasa in Lion King. And they then decided that Mufasa was not going to sing. It just recently surfaced on Facebook. Anybody who's interested can probably find it there. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I did it at the same time, and uh, I thought that was what this was going to be. I'd just go sing the song, and somebody else was probably going to do the other, the other work. And I got there, and I remembered there were lines and things, and they said, well, this is what we're, you know, what do you think about this character? And they showed me some of the, the uh, sketches and some of the um, dry live uh, line action uh, film things. And... Um, I said, well, look, I said, let me just tell you what my take is, and you can tell me if it's too weird. I said, I think he's a cross between Bert Lahr, as the cowardly lion, and the voice of the demon in The Exorcist. <laughs> 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 and uh, they were just about as weird as I was, but they went, that's perfect. I said, well, that's what I'm thinking. I said, so if I go too far in either direction, you know, you'll, of course, tell me, and I'm just going to go for it. And that's sort of how I came up with the idea of how he sounds. And, of course, matching some of that with the idea that he had a Cab Calloway, Fats Waller-esque uh, delivery to his vocal uh, song. So I brought all four of those things together, and that became what Oogie Boogie is. Right, you know, and it's it's such a memorable role. Like you said, it has this, you know, it's deep, it's bellowing, it's, uh, I guess, uh, malicious in a way as well, and, you know, there's this sense of almost like a, a, a fun kind of evil to him. Exactly. But I think, you know, when you say Bert Lahr, 
and the voice of the demon and the exes, I think you really do hit it right on the head. I mean, it, that's what he's about. I mean, he can be scary, but because it was aimed at a younger audience initially, you didn't want him to be genuinely frightening. You wanted him to be scary, which is a different thing. And then there's parts, because he's so crazy, that it's just funny. You know. Now, when it came to uh, the film itself, you know, I know uh, many people just it was a it was beyond its time. I will say that much. Um, you know, I remember going to see it, and uh, you know, by then I was in my twenties, and I'm like, wow, this is a this is a different kind of film. And now it's well it's well respected, well more. I guess people are open to that kind of idea. What was your initial reaction for? Such a crazy kind of dark story um, that it well, was. Well, I remember thinking that the whole take was so irreverent and so dark in terms of, you know, things jumping out of Christmas boxes and the thing. But there's an endearing thing to it because the, the character of Jack, he thinks he's being, uh, you know, uh, uh, cheerful and giving by giving these gifts to him. He wants to be like Santa Claus. But the only thing he knows is, are the things from... from um, uh, uh, Halloween land, you know, Halloween. Though. So that's the only things he has to give. But the idea of it is his giving, you know. And I think uh, the combination, when I first saw it, I thought, I- I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure about this. But I'll tell you what I did know initially and right away was the artistry in the film score, meaning all the songs and the scoring of it, and the um, sort of the stop action animation was far, far excelling in it. I think it was the, the, the most advanced it had been at that time. And that I did know right away, you know. And I think, unbeknownst to me, uh, I mean, now it's old news for me, but at a certain time, I had no idea that it had become such a cult classic or a cult hit, if you will, but now it's a cult classic. And I didn't know about it because, you know, you do the film and it comes out and then it comes out on video or whatever and you think, oh, well, it's out, and whatever. And then slowly but surely, I started getting these sort of things, you know, when I would do things, and it was in my uh, bio, they'd say, oh, my God, you're the, you're the voice of Oogie Boogie. And I think, well, yeah. And they said, you don't really know about this, do you? And it really, the first time I remember being particularly awakened to it, there was someone who was about 23 or 4 years old, and I was doing a show, and he was on the um, stagehand crew of the show. And, you know, he was mildly interested in the performance because he was doing whatever else he had to do. And one day he walked up to me and he says, I hear a rumor and you, you just got to tell me, man. You got to tell me if it's true. I said, well, what do you hear? You know, he says, if you did the voice of Oogie Boogie, I said, oh, yeah. And he freaked out. <laughs> he literally freaked out. And he was started to tell me about how his friends and like every weekend they watch the film and they all wear these T-shirts. And I didn't know any of that was going on. So down through the time, now obviously I've known, I've gone to Tokyo and done things there in, relate, in connection with the film. I've done all the voicings of Oogie Boogie and all the products um, that have come out, all the video games and the voice at the park. And uh, last couple of years ago, I did the, remember the old game Operation? They did a version of it with Oogie Boogie. And actually just two days ago, I did something. I can't talk too much about it because it's still on the planning floor, but it's an interactive uh, thing that they're thinking of with the film to be shown in movie theaters, and then there will be something interactive that will be able to happen with it, which will be really terrific, I think, for people, especially those who love the film. So my journey with it continues, and um, it's extraordinary. Who would have thought, you know? 
Right. I mean, who would have thought all these years later, and like you said, you've done all the voice acting work, which, um, you know, I've taken all my children down to Disney during the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party, and my son's favorite part is when he hears Oogie Boogie during the Hollowishes fireworks show. And yes! It's, uh, you know, there's just something fun about it. It's energetic, and uh, I don't know, there's something about hearing Oogie Boogie's voice throughout the entire Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it, it was wild for me, I can tell you. Because you go in the studio and you record it and you know what it is, right? But when you go there and you hear it and you see people reacting to it, and uh, I went on the uh, Haunted Mansion ride and I've done voicing things for that, and it felt like it was somebody else. I mean, you know, I stood there among the crowd and I'm looking up and I hear my own voice going, here we go, everybody, it's fireworks time, <laughs> you know. And I thought, man, this is really cool, you know, <laughs> uh, to to be that voice thing. It's an interesting thing. Well, it's one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, you've done your job well when even you're getting immersed into the character and you're watching Oogie Boogie, not you doing Oogie Boogie. Right, right. It, it, and I, try, I tell you that honestly, that really was how it felt because there had been a, a certain amount of time between when I recorded it and when it was used in the park. Not long, but it had been a while. So I had time to disassociate if I ever had been even more associated. And uh, so it really was, when it came up, certainly it was a surprise. I didn't know when it was going to happen or how it was going to happen. I knew, again, that I had recorded it and I knew what it was for, but you don't know when it's actually going to start. So, so it was really a surprise and a, a, a good surprise. A really good surprise. Well, I mean, and, and doing the voice as well, like you said, I mean, beyond just the parks, you've also done, uh, you know, a variety of the video games and Kingdom Hearts and things like that. Um, you know, so Oogie is is kind of everywhere. And I almost want to say that uh, Oogie Boogie kind of has uh, almost the same amount of following as Jack has. Just, you know, they're, they're right there neck and neck because, uh, you know, Oogie is everywhere. Right, right. Well, you know, they always say the villain... <laughs> The villain does well, and it's the only kind of villain character I've ever done. I'm always usually the nicer guy in my visual performances. But it's fun, you know, and you realize in the end, as it's gone along, that the, the, the conflict in the, in the movie is between Jack and Oogie, you know. So I guess that has a lot to do with it, if nothing else. And um, it was so fun because I was doing a show in New York called Happiness at Lincoln Center with Joanna Gleason who's married to, uh, uh, his name just went out of my head, and then awful, Michael, who did the, um, Chris, I'm sorry, Chris Sarandon, who did the voice of Jack in the film, the speaking voice. And I didn't know that until she told me. She goes, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Why do you keep, why have you been scaring my husband? I said, what are you talking about? You know, and she told me that, and we had never met. So one day he came to the, uh, to the, to the uh, rehearsal room, and it was the first time we actually had met. And this was only about five or six years ago. So we had never met, we never did any of the recording together or anything, and yet we had become this sort of duo in the pantheon of Disney good guy, bad guy dumb, you know, <laughs> and, we had, <laughs> and we had never actually met. So now we have, and it's, it's a good thing. Well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, it's one of those things where now, uh, you know, you kind of put two and two together. You guys finally met. And, um, you know, I guess moving on from Oogie Boogie, because, you know, that is, uh, I guess, the, the cult favorite there. But you've done a variety of other things as well. You've been in, you know, such movies as All Dogs Go to Heaven, Dreamgirls, many other things. And you also do a lot of your own work as well, including a one-man show and uh, many other things. So if you'd like to elaborate on that, you know, because you have such a wealth of work that, I mean, we could probably talk for hours. I know, yeah, I've been around a long time, right? (laughs) 
Well, you know, somebody told me once many, many years ago, and I took it to heart, and it served me. It had served me well. They said, do everything you do. Don't let anyone pigeonhole you. And if they do, don't let them do it for long. And it doesn't have to be negative when you say pigeonhole, because sometimes that's a good thing. But at the same time, it can stop you from doing all the things you can do. It often happens to people less now than it used to, but people go to Hollywood, they get a hit series, they get to be, you know, they start working in film, and they have these amazing voices, and they just never sing, and nobody even knows they can until maybe somewhere along the way they sing again, and many of them were from Broadway. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So for me, uh, being a theater baby of sorts, you know, it was always to my best interest to keep everything going as much as I could, you know. Even like you were saying earlier when I did my club work or cabaret performances in New York, it was always born out of the idea that while I was in a show playing a character, I always wanted to do my own show so that people didn't forget that the, maybe the voice I was using vocally in the show was not necessarily my own expression and so forth. So that's how that began, you know, and went on through the years. And when I put my show together that I do now, called Page by Page, I realized, as you said, and I thank you, I had done enough in my career that I could put a show together about my own life and career and have a show. It was James Lapine, uh, the wonderful Broadway director, who said to me, we had done a, a musical of uh, Randy Newman's called Faust, and I played the Lord, <laughs> and uh, he wasn't going to go on with the production from New York. Michael Greif took over as director, but he said to me, you know, you should do a show of your own. I said, why do you say that? He said, because nobody will ever let you do everything you do. You're either going to be a blues singer, you're going to be singing like cats, you're going to be singing this, you're going to be playing a character, but you can do all of this, and no one show is ever going to require you to do everything you do. So you should put something of your own together and just put everything in it that you do, which I took to heart. And, and then, as I said, years, a few years after, I did Page by Page, which continues to um, be performed, and it's on CD, so people can actually hear it if they want to. And in it is all the things I've done, pretty much. Uh, I saved Oogie Boogie song because that's one I will always only do live whenever I do <laughs> whenever I do it. And I've never, I've only sung it live once or twice, and that was in connection with uh, the film uh, screenings at uh, the El Capitan there in L.A. But this next go-round out with my show, I'm going to start putting it in as an encore. So there's only people that seem to really like it and know it, but now I think I can actually do it. People will know what it's from. Definitely. I think a lot of people will pick up on that. And, you know, of course, I'm sure you're just, uh, you know, filling the house anyways with everybody wanting to, you know, to see this, uh, uh, I guess, this show from you just because it is one of those things where, like you said, you've done so much. You have so much work that, you know, I, I can guarantee it's probably a very entertaining show and hopefully I'll be able to catch it at some point. Well, I hope so. And if you can't, as I said, it's on CD. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's page by page. Uh, by Ken Bage, obviously. And um, it's the whole show is recorded, and I did it on purpose because I wanted it to be a live recording, which is what I come from, live theater. And I always say to everybody, you know, pour yourself a glass of wine and turn the lights down a little, pretend you're in seventh trial in the theater, and go with the show because it is the whole show. So at least that way I'm able to get to people even if they can't see it. Definitely, you know, and we'll make sure to link up, uh, you know, to that. Of course, everybody that's listening in right now can definitely tune into that. Now, um, you know, stepping back into many things that you're working on, of course, that's the most recent and uh, many other things. Do you have anything else uh, in the works or under wraps that you're allowed to speak to us about? 
Well, uh, like I said, the one thing that's coming up in connection with Nightmare Before Christmas, but you'll hear more about that, I'm sure, soon. Um, of course, I'm also a director, and I've been doing that for years. And here in St. Louis, I'm just starting to, to canvas people, and we're putting together a piece from scratch called Café Chanson, which will be uh, sort of an exploration through French cabaret and into today and blah, 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 blah. But it's going to be great fun and sort of naughty, as the French are. <laughs> a word I don't use often, naughty, you know. But that does uh, say exactly what it is. So that comes off in January here, and uh, I have some concert work around. So I'll say for people to look for me, I'll be in Florida in January and on the East Coast at Queens College, I think November the 18th. I'm doing a show there with Donna McKechnie from Chorus Line and, and Leroy Reams, an old friend uh, from 42nd Street. And we put our three shows together to do a bill there. And um, some other wonderful things in the pike, but you know, you don't, as I say, you don't want to jinx it, so I won't say too much more. But really good things, and I'm so grateful that I get to continue to work and uh, that audiences are still there to see me and appreciate what I do. I'm very, very grateful for that. Definitely. You know, and it's one of those things where, like you said, you don't want to jinx it, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to be seeing you popping up everywhere. And um, I guess uh, moving forward here, um, since it is the Halloween season and we were talking about Oogie Boogie, your career and how Halloween was your favorite time of the year. Now, I myself have a lot of great Halloween memories. And now being a father of four, I have even more Halloween memories. Is right. there any Halloween memory that just sticks out into your head as the most memorable and, and something that has just stuck with you, uh, you know, your entire life? Well, in a way, I mean, it's maybe, I don't know, it might be a mundane memory of sorts, but I remembered my grade school on Halloween day. Of course, we had school, uh, but then I went to Catholic school. So <clears throat> the 31st, October 31st, we had school, but we were off the next day, which was All Saints Day. So it's sort of a holiday, you know, the whole thing would come together, and it was like you were off the next day, and you could play, and eat lots of candy, and it was great. But that day at school, they would always, uh, we'd have half a day, and we would have school in the morning, and then we would have lunch, and after lunch, they would show a film. And I remember this one particular year, they showed The Incredible Shrinking Man, which was, <laughs> which was so great, and... We had, you know, they'd give you, when you got ready to leave, they'd give you a little bag with cupcakes and different thing, a little cupcake and candies and things in it. And then I would go to my cousin's house to go trick-or-treat. And it was just one of those particular days that I remember it was just, in childhood, there, there hopefully many, but this certainly was one where I remember waking up in the morning and being exhilarated all day. And I went straight from school to my cousins, and we got into costumes. And, of course, they had, you know, all the things at their house for trick-or-treaters to come by. And my cousin and I went out, and we did like a three- or four-block radius and got all sorts of candy and had such a great time that for some reason I don't remember, and I did it many times, but I don't remember any of them other than that one. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's maybe because of the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know which why it makes it so uh, stand out in my mind, but that one particularly, and um, for some reason, as in childhood, I always remember that one. And of course, as I got older and loved Halloween, there were many other more adult Halloweens that uh, took in lots of other kind of activities that were a lot of fun. <laughs> and I always try to watch uh, The Exorcist on Halloween. 
just to, or somewhere around there the day before, or a couple of days before, because to me that's the ultimate Halloween movie, next to Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrifying movie. I mean, I myself... It's pretty scary stuff, right? Right. I mean, I went to a grade school, kindergarten to eighth grade as well, and when I finally saw The Exorcist, um, I, it's that thing where it's scary, it's a horror movie, but at the same time you have that bit of... Uh, your personal beliefs mixed in that make it even scarier. Well, that's what it really is, isn't it? I mean, it wouldn't be nearly as scary if it didn't test your 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 belief in faith and your belief in the possibility of evil. So that's what makes it, because it becomes personal, so that's what makes it really frightening, you know. And not to get too much into it, but the actual story that it was based on happened, part of it happened here in St. Louis, where I live now, and so it made it even more resonant that when I was growing up and found out about it, that it broke out in the newspapers that they actually had done the last portion of the exorcism that it was based on here in St. Louis. So it makes it very resonant for Halloween here. You know, last year I was in Winnipeg, Canada on Halloween, and it was eh, kind of sort of something, something. It wasn't that big of a deal there. But this year I will be here in um, in St. Louis. So I plan and hope to have some sort of very good Halloween thing going on where I can watch the exes and get really scared and go out and have beers and candy and the whole bit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I <laughs> you don't... get that beers and candy, that's a good combination. Right, it's a perfect combination. And I think you could definitely terrify the trick-or-treaters by, uh, you know, recording some oogie-boogie voices and putting them on a loudspeaker out there. <laughs> I know, that would be great, wouldn't it? Um, and I also say that I watch it just as a note with the, with Nightmare Before Christmas because I always want to pay tribute to the incredible voice work that Mercedes McCambridge, who did the voice of the demon in the film, uh, that she did. I had the opportunity by sheer fluke and luck to meet her in La Jolla while I was there doing Faust. And I was at a mall, and there she was, believe it or not. And I went up to her and I spoke to her and told her what a huge fan of hers I was when I'd done this movie, and I sort of patterned some of it after her work and everything. And she was a little reluctant at first, and then I started telling her, I said, your, you know, your work, I said, there was such agony in your voice and the whole thing, and she grabbed my arm and she said, you understand. I thought, oh my God. <laughs> that was really her voice, you know. But she started to tell me some of the things she had done to record it and different things that she went through just to get certain sounds. So I got to actually meet my voice over hero, you know. So every time I watch the movie, I think of it as a tribute to her as well. That's very, that's very cool. I mean, it's one of those things where it's very rare you get to meet that one person that uh, you just very love. Very rare. Very rare. I mean, it was like one in a million that run into her in a mall someplace. But I truly, you know, think of her as one of the great acting jobs anyone has ever done. And I think it's surely underrated because you see the visual on the screen and you think, but it's the voice that's really frightening. Definitely. You know, and especially in the age and the era of when that was filmed, it was a lot different than saying, let's just go in and change some pitches in a program. Exactly. She did the actual work. It was not digitally or any kind of manipulation. She actually did it all. So, you know, I guess moving on from Halloween, Oogie Boogie, your entire career, there's so much stuff. I mean, we won't keep you too long. We know you got a lot of stuff on your plate. I guess, um, you know, if it's one thing that you could leave all of our Disney On Demand listeners with uh, before we let you go, I guess, uh, what are some Ken words of wisdom or, or something that you could, uh, I guess, a, a hint or a, a, an insight or a, a nice little antidote that uh, you could leave for all of our listeners out there? Well, under the circumstances of everything we talked about, I guess I would have to say um, what I say in my show, page by page, that um, 
you have to go the way your blood beats. You have to live your life as if it were, well, to put it directly, there's only one you in the universe. There's no repeat. There's no one else exactly like you. So you owe it to yourself to be true to yourself and to be yourself, no matter what that is, just to be that person and to be as honest and authentic as you can be within your own self. And I think that leads you to all sorts of great experiences in life. It certainly has for me. Uh, I always say if somebody doesn't like me, then it's me they don't like. It's not a mistake. <laughs> and if they do like me or love me, then they know they've got the real thing. So I think that's, that's a, I would say that's a good thing to leave people with, and I would like to. It's just be yourself, enjoy your life, and, and try to be kind to other people. That's what I try to do. As often as possible, at any rate. That's all you can do. So, well, you know, it was our pleasure having you on and kicking off the Halloween season and, of course, all of our Disney friends and family out there because it is such an embracing community. And, you know, it was an honor having uh, having you on our show and talking about, you know, your entire career and everything that you've done. And uh, it was an honor. And, you know, maybe we can have you back on again sometime in the future. Absolutely. I have to come back and talk about how I've played, I think, four Disney fathers and <laughs> in Aida, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin this past summer. So I said, I'm the official Disney father, along with Oogie Boogie. I'm the official Disney father. So I just say daughter, and four Disney heroines run towards me. So <laughs> <laughs> next time I'll come on and talk about that. Oh, very nice. You know, is uh, you know, off we'll the Dutch base on that, but it was. Thank you once again. It w- it definitely was a pleasure. My pleasure, and boo to everybody out there. Boo and happy Halloween. Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. Mr. Boogie says there's trouble close at hand. You better pay attention now, cause I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong. Cause this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. And I've nothing much to do I might just cook a special batch Of snake and spider stew And don't you know the one thing That would make it work so nice A roly-poly Santa Claus Dad, a little spice Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, I'm the Oogie Boogie Man Release me now or you must face the dire consequences. The children are expecting me, so please come to your senses. Ah, you're joking! You're joking! I can't believe my ears! Would someone shot this fella? I'm drowning in my tears! It's funny! I'm laughing! You really are too much. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Ha 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 ha!
it's much more fun, I must confess, when lives on the line. Not mine, of course, but yours, oh boy. Now let it be just fine. Release me fast, or you will have to answer for this heinous act. Oh brother, you're something! You put me in a spin! You aren't comprehending the position that you're in. It's hopeless, you're finished, you haven't got a prayer! Cause I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie, and you ain't going nowhere. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Don't be alarmed, but there has been a sighting of the Headless Horseman here in the Magic Kingdom. If you see him, don't panic, remain calm, and don't lose your head. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Confirmed. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Welcome back to another episode of From the Vault. 
very fortunate this week because we start our Halloween episodes down here. And let me tell you, Disney has a plethora of choices for you during this oogie boogie scary time. Now, of course, I kind of bring that up because it's a great way to start the Halloween season with our special guest on Disney On Demand this week, Ken Page, Mr. Oogie Boogie himself. How wonderful to be able to start a wonderfully cool season with the man that kind of scares us all in a movie that really shouldn't scare us, but delight us in many ways. Now, I know many of you are going to go, Nightmare Before Christmas, really? Haven't we seen enough of it? No, not here in the vault. As we've said before, no movie is too obscure for the vault. And no movie that is actually, well, a personal favorite of many people can go unattended. So, without any long introduction, let's get into this new modern classic, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, many of you are probably familiar with the story and the movie Nightmare Before Christmas. It came out in 1993 as a stop-motion animated film. Very ahead of its time and quite an enjoyable uh, return to nostalgia that once was those holiday-type films that we're used to seeing on television. Well, now it's on the big screen in a little tweaked way. It's a very simple story, but a great one in that. at that. It was actually written as a poem back in 1982. Uh, Tim was actually an animator at the time. That's Mr. Burton to most people. He was actually an animator at the time working on great films like The Black Cauldron and The Fox and the Hound. At the same time, he was working on a short called Vincent. And if you haven't seen it, wonderful little vignette in regards to his hero, Vincent Price. So, over the years, Tim had held on to this, and finally, Mr. Burton and Disney made up a deal, kind of kissed and made up. There was some bad blood for a while, but kissed, made up, and made this wonderful film that we have today. Have you ever wondered, after the holidays, where all your favorite holiday friends live? Say, for example, we all know where Santa Claus goes after Christmas. But what about those in Halloween, Easter, St. Patrick's Day? Well, welcome to the Glen and the portals to each of those holiday doorways. Open the door to Halloween Town. Meet Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, the leader of this grand town called Halloween Town, where all of the creatures that scare you and delight you during this time wait 365 days to once again frighten you. But it is during the last Halloween that Jack seems different. He feels that there needs to be more to his life than just one day. After a small jaunt through the forest, he discovers these portals and stumbles into Christmas Town. After seeing the wonders and delights that Christmas can bring, Jack decides to bring those feelings back to Halloween Town and take over Christmas just this year. When he gathers a town hall meeting, Jack decides that he will take the role of Santa and everyone else will eventually take on tasks to create their own Halloween version of Christmas. It is there that Jack's friend, Sally, a rag doll with a little crush, 
created by the mad scientist, Dr. Finkelstein, sees how obsessed Jack is and knows that this is a wrong idea. While assigning the citizens of Halloween Town their designated tasks, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, a mischievous band of children, are sent to abduct Santa and bring him back. Why would Jack want to kidnap Santa? Why, to get all the ideas to make Christmas so wonderful? But it doesn't seem to work out that way. See, Lock, Shock, and Barrel have a, shall we say, a handshake with a certain individual that also runs the town of Halloween Town. That being Mr. Oogie Boogie. Mr. Oogie Boogie is the darker side of Halloween Town, if I may say, that not only wants to take Santa for a price, but kind of play a game with him as well. Christmas finally comes and Jack is ready to show the world his own version of Christmas. Sally attempts to stop him with no luck. Jack takes his trusty dog Zero, places him in front of the sleigh, like Rudolph, and embarks into the sky in his coffin sleigh, full of skeletal reindeers. He begins to deliver his presents around the world, but the gifts are, well, as I said, a little different. Upon seeing the frightful gifts that are being given, the citizens of the world realize that something isn't right and there is someone taking over Santa's place, and the military gets involved. The sleigh gets shot down and it is presumed that Jack is no longer with us. Crushed and feeling defeated, Jack feels that there's no hope and no means to make Christmas right. But he then realizes that in his old spirit as the Pumpkin King, he can always make things right. He soon rushes out, rescues Santa, and tries to put things right. While Christmas is going on, Sally attempts to free Santa, but with no luck. Now, not only do we have Santa captured, but Sally as well. It now takes the love of Jack to save both of them, and in doing so, saves Christmas, saves Halloween Town, and saves the love between Jack and Sally. Because he tried to make things right, Santa realizes that he was only trying to do what was right. No hard feelings are taken, and it is soon realized that the, all of the holidays can live apart, yet together, in certain times, but never taking over each other's holiday. Now as you can tell, The Nightmare Before Christmas does hold a very soft spot within my heart. When this came out in 1993, I was literally at the theater almost every week after I saw it on its premiere. I would take people left and right to see this movie. Granted, I was the only one who came out of the film most of the time with this large grin on my face and elation going through it. What makes this show so wonderful to me? And why should anyone either buy it or see it? Well, let's start with some obvious. The stop motion animation. We hadn't seen this in a long time and it was a long forgotten art form. As I said earlier, if you remember many of the Christmas specials that most of us grew up with, that's what they were, these stop-motion animation delightful gems. Here it was now on the big screen. The difference in this one is that, again, it had this new Halloween twist to it that made it different, unique, and dare I say a little fun. The music. You cannot go anywhere and hear some of the special little jingles that go throughout this film that make it special. 
Danny Elfman is the composer, and for most of us, we know him as the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo, of course, being a band of the 80s, most familiar with the title song of Weird Science, but so many other great hits. Check them out if you have a chance. The cast of characters. Not only do you have Jack and Sally and Dr. Finkelstein and Mr. Oogie Boogie, but you have Lock, Shock, and Barrel, and all of the voice cast that goes with it. Of course, our grand friend, Ken Page, being Mr. Oogie Boogie. Paul Rubens, another Disney friend, comes back. Catherine O'Hara, Chris Sarandon, playing the voice of Jack Skellington. William Hickey as Dr. Finkelstein. Many of the people that are a part of it, of course, are a part of the Burton family. So they have had ties one way or another with Mr. Burton, or the Disney company for that matter. Which makes this, again, a wonderful Disney modern classic. I believe it's going to be one of those films that will forever be remembered. So with all of this gushing, I have to give this fine film. Yes, believe it or not, we've hit it a five years. To me, this film can do no wrong. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. The story is a modern gothic love story. You can't go wrong. It has all the elements that a Disney film needs. Heart, music, soul, you name it. Again, I dub this a new modern Disney classic, and I believe many of you who haven't seen it will say the same thing, and those of you who have seen it probably agree with me as well. Well, the curtain's coming down, and the popcorn's empty, so it only means one thing. It's time for the Groovy Movie Quiz. Well, I'm going to put off the quiz this month, just so that we can reacquaint ourselves with everything, so we can get ready for the Christmas season at the end of October. I know it sounds early to get ready for Christmas, but there are so many Christmas items that I want to get through through the vault, and depending upon who stumbles his way, his or her way into the vault, well, it'll make the difference. So, if you want to, of course, get a hold of me, you can always go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Disney Vault. Leave me a personal message, I'll always get back to you, or you can always tweet me at Jerome Friends. Very simple to do start a conversation make some suggestions we'll make this happen so now it's time to say goodbye to you and all my friends and with that we will close the vault this week come back next week when we bring another scary and delightful film from the vault to you you never know what it's going to be could it be something from the past could it be something from our recent history who knows but whatever it is just remember that the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington... Pumpkin King! Dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. What is this? 
Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas. And what did Santa bring you, honey? Why, I'm Merlin, of course. <laughs> By my beard, you're all looking quite magical. I'd say it's time to trick or treat. is not yet done. I have been commanded by my lord Mickey to transport you to the party. Let it be so! When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim bringing ghosts come out to socialize. Close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a daft disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim, grim, grim ghosts come out to socialize. As the moon climbs high o'er the dead oak tree Spooks arrive for the midnight spree Creepy creeps with eerie eyes Start to shriek and harmonize Grim-grinning ghosts come out to socialize When you hear the knell of a requiem bell Weird ghosts came where spirits dwell Restless bones etherealize Rise as spooks of every size <laughs> I'm 
going to Disney World. Yes, you can too with Diz On Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me, I'm going to Disney World with Diz On Demand on Live365.com. Well, I'm not ready to just say goodbye yet to all of you D-heads, but it is that time of the show to go. We've had a very, very long show here this week. I hope you appreciated it. I hope you had some fun with it because it is my favorite time of the year, and I hope you can just see that because this is the time when we're having some fun. I am making those memories with my family, making them magical, making them Halloween-filled, and I know you are too. So before I head out, I do want to thank the one and only Ken Page once again, Mr. Oogie Boogie, for stopping in here at Disney On Demand. It was an honor speaking with you, talking with you on this iconic role, this iconic character. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, you didn't know if you really wanted to give it a try, definitely check out The Nightmare Before Christmas and, of course, Cats, because these are fantastic, iconic roles that Mr. Ken Page has accomplished. And thank you, Ken, once again, for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to extend a thank you to the D-Team. Without the D-Team, there would be no Disney On Demand. Thank you once again for adding your signature segments here at the show. Also, all of you D-heads, yes, without you, there would be no Disney On Demand. We do this show for you, and we want to pass on all that magic, all the memories, and just help you get lost into that little bit of Disney each and every week here at the show. Thank you for tuning in and spreading the word of our new kind, our unique kind of Disney show. So before I head out, I'm going to give you all the different ways, of course, that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always find all of our archives, news, and more at our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Definitely check it out. There you can get our full list of archives, past shows, and you can listen to our Lifetime of Disney player right there on the homepage. And once again, that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and you can also like us on Facebook with our official Facebook page for the show at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. And be sure to call in all of your Halloween memories on the Magical Memories Hotline. Definitely call it in and have your chance to win these goodies from us here at the show. So definitely call in on the Magical Memories Hotline, hear yourself here on the show, and you know, get some extra special spooky goodies. And you can find that number right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And if you want to chit-chat all week, maybe you just want to just have some fun, talk it up with me and just, you know, have a blast, definitely find me on AOL Instant Messenger at Disney Blue and at Skype at Disney Blue. Now, I know you're excited. I know you're wondering just exactly How are we going to continue with our month-long, not-so-scary Halloween celebration? Well, next week, for show number 23, we're going to put a spell on you. We're going to make you mine. We're going to have a little bit of fun. And yes, Max might like Yabos a little too much, but we're going to have the one and only Ice. Yes, he ain't Ernie no more. He's Ice. And we're going to have Larry Bagby. Ice from Hocus Pocus. 
stopping in here at the show. Hocus Pocus, one of the most iconic movies of the 90s. Definitely a cult fan favorite. Just recently released on Blu-ray. We're going to have Ice, Larry Bagby, stopping in here next week to continue with our month-long Halloween celebration. So all of you Disney fans out there, all of you D-heads out there, it truly was an honor once again to bring you another installment of Disney On Demand. I hope you're going to enjoy our month-long Halloween editions here at Disney On Demand because I love Halloween. It is fun. I love to get dressed up. We, we just, I mean, seriously, if somebody can do spooky in a family, fun, friendly way, it definitely is Disney. So I'm, I'm just excited to bring these shows to you. So until next week, keep it spooky, stay scary, and I'll leave you with a little bit of something extra here this week. And uh, how about some happy hollow wishes to kick off the festivities for the not-so-scary Halloween edition. Talk to you next week, all VD heads. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, weird ghosts gleam where the spirits dwell. Restless bones, ethereal eyes, rise as spooks of every size. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Heavy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. As the moon climbs high on the dead oak tree, spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to stream. Welcome, my friends, to the most spirited season of them all. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> the 999 happy haunts and I are ready to materialize for a spooktacular celebration. You never know who will drop in. After all, this is... Halloween! Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. It's our world of Halloween. Oh, this is Halloween, this is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween, everybody make a scene, trick or treat, till the neighbor's gonna die of fright! Disembodied friends would like to serenade you with some scary okey. 
just a few of our favorite tombs that we dug up for the occasion. We hope you'll enjoy a little night music. <laughs> Feel free to sing along. We're just some poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. Lumperoozles very sly. They come in ones and twosles, but if they so choosles, before your eyes you'll see them multiply. Big elephants on parade, here they come, hibbity hobbity. They're here and there, big elephants everywhere. Look out! Look out! Big elephants on parade! a wicked time of year, in it? And I have just the spell to put us all in the mood! 
Lucas of Ruga come winds of the Caspian Sea. Laryncis, Glacidus, Max Laryngitis, La Voce to me. Now sing. Sing! Sing! Kidding when they called me well a witch. <laughs> Listen up, sweet lips. I'll give you all a little treat. <laughs> Next year you'll be dressing like me. Unfortunate souls. <laughs> Starting the fun without me. <laughs> Why, you're dead right. Well then, let me treat you all to a little sorcery in the sky. <laughs> Man, you call that? Magic? <laughs> Move on, old boy, and let Mr. Oogie kick it up a notch. Well, 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 what have we here? A trick-or-treater, huh? Oh, I'm really scared. So you're the ones they're talking about. <laughs> when Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand, you'd better pay attention now, because I'm the boogeyman. Queen herself. Happy hollow wishes to you. We're delighted you could creep on over. Why, we've only begun to heat things up. Let's show them just how spirited an All Hallows Eve celebration can really be! <laughs>
<laughs> that was thrilling, wasn't it? And now, to end our ghostly gathering, we invite you to partake in our favorite Halloween tradition, the Scream-Along. Any volunteers? Just scream like you're trying to wake the dead! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon. (laughs) 